one of the most fun things is I call it nutrition by addition, but I don't think it's all that new of a concept, but it's a fun way to think about taking whatever you're eating, whatever sounds good, whether it's like your, your grilled chicken and rice or you're at Chick-fil-A, looking at whatever is available and realistic for you to be eating and how we can add nutrition to that meal. And letting people know that it's an option, it's not a requirement. But I, I think that's so fun because it I've heard feedback that it allows you to find ways to eat nutrient-dense foods that's enjoyable and doesn't feel like a chore. Welcome to the Daily Dietitian Podcast. I am your host, Stacey Mitchell. I am so happy to have you here. My goal for this podcast is to break down the latest health topics and help clear the clutter in the messy world of nutrition and fitness. We hope to inspire, educate, and entertain all things wellness. Join us as we talk with experts in their fields on how to feel our best in our own body and mind. Hey there, thank you for joining us this week. Today we have a wonderful guest on the podcast, dietitian Kelsey. She helps those feeling stuck in the endless diet cycle to help find your happiest, healthiest self without restriction. She focuses on simplifying gentle nutrition towards intuitive eating and talks about how to feel good in your body and find a healthier way of eating. She helps her clients get past those trendy diets when nothing sticks. I know you will get something that speaks to you. Her Gentle Nutrition Method is a 12-week one-on-one coaching program where you will get the most individualized and high-level support through a non-diet dietitian. She is passionate about helping others break away from the diet culture and step into your most authentic health. Join us for this conversation. Well, Kelsey, it is so great to have you here with us on the show. Will you introduce yourself and tell everyone who you are and what you do? Yes, thank you, Stacey. I'm so happy to be here. Um, my name is Kelsey Gemmel. I am a dietitian that um, I own and operate a non-diet gentle nutrition private practice. So gentle nutrition is really at the forefront of my philosophy. It's actually one of the key principles of intuitive eating, but I bring that forth with all of my one-to-one clients by balancing everybody's unique like biological needs what we need to keep our bodies moving and grooving and feeling great and balancing that with finding joy in food which I think is one of the biggest things that's missing sometimes when we talk about nutrition is finding that joy and fun in food again and my passion is bringing those two things together I love hearing that I always like to ask the guests how did you first get introduced to this gentle nutrition or this philosophy that you take upon? That is a great question. So personally and professionally, I think they overlap and kind of it was the perfect formula to create this gentle nutrition approach. Um, so personally, I did have a you know history of disordered eating and Um, It was kind of a struggle with eating in my teenage and early college years. So I did struggle a lot with food guilt and feeling pressures of weight loss and body image as um, 
I've connected with a lot of women, luckily, through my you know social media presence and, and private practice and have found that this is a very common struggle amongst a lot of women. So um, it was through that journey of healing and recovering that I found intuitive eating. But professionally, it kind of came up through a lot of trial and error with my clients and, and patients. So I did start out in a clinical setting, which is very traditional nutrition counseling. You know, I got the, you know, the training and the standardized handouts and the cookie cutter type of meal plans. And, um, you know, I found that patients and clients weren't really sticking with those types of patterns, those meal plans, like they're not sustainable. They're not always exciting and they're very restrictive. So um, I found that by switching the approach and switching the focus of counseling towards how we can add in nutrition to our diet, how we can add in, um, you know, fruits and vegetables and nutrient dense foods in a fun way was much more successful. And um, I found that people were, you know, more happy with following a diet that was inclusive of all foods instead of um, following, you know, a generic meal plan that said, eat this, not that. So dental nutrition to me is kind of the perfect um, meshing between balancing what you like to eat and balancing what your body needs. That's a great way to explain that. What would be one of those messages that you have to keep repeating with your clients and your audience? Oh, that's a great question too. Hmm. I think I think recently one of the like resounding topics I've been talking about is is making sure that we're eating enough. Like I have had a few new clients come to me with, you know, big goals, you know, I want to feel a certain way, I want to, you know, feel stronger and be able to um, incorporate more fruits and vegetables whatever it may be. Um, but we're missing kind of the basic baseline structure of, are we eating enough food? And I find that a lot of women in being surrounded by diet culture, maybe have a history of dieting throughout their whole life, um, are used to under eating and not really fueling themselves enough. So that's my number one place to start with people is like, how can we make sure that you're eating enough, feeling satisfied so that you have energy, um, eating enough calories without, you know, going over to my fitness pal and tracking things. Cause I don't think that's successful either, but, um, that, that does require some coaching though, because eating enough requires us to look inward with our you know own body cues. And it takes some practice to get to be attuned at listening to those body cues again. It's a hard step to get over, especially someone that has had, have had so many restrictive eating habits. They have this idea of, well, maybe this is too much and then it will just lead me to this. And if they are showing you or talking about their food and you're noticing, oh, I'm not sure if this is enough food for you, um, what would be one of the first steps to s sell them on this idea of that they're that they're not eating enough? Um, 
That's a good question. So one of the first things that I would say is connecting it back to how they're feeling and, and maybe looking for those subtle signs of hunger or under feeling that you may not recognize. Like a lot of people I talk to don't recognize they're hungry. And, and I was guilty of this too. Like you don't recognize you're hungry until you're at that all out, like growling stomach feel like you're going to pass out unless you eat everything in sight and starting to understand the subtle ways our bodies is asking for, for energy, for food. Um, so connecting how they're eating to how they're feeling is one of the best places to start. Um, and just getting an understanding of the mental set, like holdbacks or obstacles that might be there. Um, everybody has their own unique history with dieting and how they've learned to eat from maybe friends, family members. Um, you know, maybe, maybe you still have that voice that your mom is telling you, are you really having seconds? Are you really going to go for another serving or helping? And it's really important to understand those mental obstacles that might be there and, and addressing the mindset of, of eating and our relationship to food. And I think a lot of people I work with are kind of su sometimes surprised that a dietitian might focus on that um, until we start diving into it. Um, I think just the general public may, may think, oh, dietitians just talk about food and, and that's it. But it's, there's a lot more that goes into it. There's so much more. And as you start digging, you can you may find that they are having those really hungry stages later in the evening or um, right before dinner. And it, it shows up when the fueling is not right. Yes. Yes. Looking at the bigger picture of, of their day and making sure it's consistent too with eating. What is one of your favorite things to talk about with gentle nutrition um, it, in this aspect? One of the most fun things is I call it nutrition by addition, but I don't think it's all that new of a concept, but it's a fun way to think about taking whatever you're eating, whatever sounds good, whether it's like your, your grilled chicken and rice or you're at Chick-fil-A, looking at whatever is available and realistic for you to be eating and how we can add nutrition to that meal and letting people know that it's an option. It's not a requirement, but I, I think that's so fun because it um, I've heard feedback that it, it allows you to find ways to eat nutrient dense foods that's enjoyable and doesn't feel like a chore. Um, so I love like um, teaching clients how to, whenever they're at a restaurant, maybe look for things to add to a meal, have the fries, but also you can have the side salad and have both of them on the same plate and they can exist and both of those serve a purpose for, for our bodies. Um, but I, nutrition by addition is, is kind of the most fun. I do save that till the end though of um, kind of my journey with clients because I think it's important to get through that phase of eating enough and making sure there's a balance of macronutrients at meals first before we, you know, get into the, um, you know, addition part of things. I love that. I think I need to make a school. I've said this before, but I think I need to make like a schoolhouse rock 
theme to nutrition edition and some little <laughs> Ryan yes. that goes along. So, uh, free idea for anyone who wants to do that. <laughs> I should tell my kids because they are extremely creative, especially my daughter in making um, little new songs and beats and stuff. But I don't think they understand my idea with that. They'd be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, it's, it's good to like learn about nutrition at that young age that it can be about like incorporating things because I remember what I was learning growing up and in school is definitely like the the red, yellow and green foods and what to stay away from and what don't what shouldn't you eat and the eat this not that books. I remember those vividly. So that kind of formed how I viewed food as a child and teenager and and it makes me think about how can we do it differently for kids and I don't have any kids yet but I I'm already thinking about how how to talk about it with kids I'm wondering do you have any ways that you talk about nutrition that have been helpful with your kids we talk a lot about um, how you feel after it, what's going to make you feel the best, what's going to keep your energy level up. And they many times they will say, Mom, can you help me make a snack? Or they will show me their snack. And it will include a cookie and veggies and a cheese stick. You know, it includes all of it. And I'm like, I love it. That looks great. So um, I hate to ever say we can't have that. Or, that's mm-hmm. a, you know, putting the labels on the food. That's a big, like, no, 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 we don't do that here. Um, so that's yeah. probably the biggest thing. And they are very good intuitive eaters, you know, like leaving their ice cream or not finishing their dinner. And that's fine. But, um, it, again, it's just trying to focusing on, uh, I think you're going to be hungry afterwards. Let's try to f- find something that is more filling than just a fruit snack, you know? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Like you're probably going to be hungry in like 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's a good skill to have. Like not many people, I think it's harder for us to relearn how to anticipate our hunger, like how to relearn how to say, okay, it's fine if I need to eat more often than 8am, 12pm and 5pm. Like, um, having, the ability to live outside of the the rules that diet culture has given us with eating that we've picked up along the way. Right. And I even see some of diet culture stuff creep into the shows that they watch and certain things. And I just am like cringing when I hear that or hear them repeat it. So it's there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's always there. I, I don't think it'll ever go away. I mean, it's just already in everything, but it's, a privilege to be a dietitian and be able to share like I feel like put people at ease around food like make people feel less judged and less stressed about what they're eating and and zoom out like I always say like let's zoom out and take a breath like it's not about messing something up with your eating it can it can be a positive experience and this can really add to your life. And, and this is about how we can support you and give you all the energy you need to go out and do what you love instead of keeping you small and, and following a food log and weighing all your foods. That's not what nutrition is about. Right. And 
Yeah, I think all most dietitians would agree with that. So that's why I'm, I'm so happy to be a part of this profession. You have a really cool post here on gentle nutrition, and you have two circles together, and one says internal wisdom, and the other says nutrition knowledge. Explain how those two are related. Yes. So then that overlap is where uh, gentle nutrition exists. So the internal wisdom is all about, like I mentioned earlier, turning inward to gauge things like your hunger, your fullness, your energy levels, and also knowing what foods make you feel your best and what foods may make you feel sluggish or you may have, you know, in difficult time digesting or give you some GI distress, like all of those things are go into internal wisdom. So being able to understand how foods work in your body and your unique body. Um, And then the other side of that is um, nutrition knowledge or just the understanding of what our body needs biologically to, to live and thrive. So that's understanding how, you know, your digestion and metabolism works and um, what nutrients your body needs on a day-to-day basis. Like, okay, I know my body needs some fiber today. I'm going to throw, you know, a handful of apple slices on my breakfast plate with my like egg sandwich. That's my nutrition knowledge that I know my body's going to feel great when I eat some more fiber. Um, So when we understand and have a good solid um you know working knowledge of nutrition without it being you know centered all around weight loss but how nutrients work in our body and then our internal wisdom when those two things overlap i i think that's when the magic happens with gentle nutrition and um a lot of that is mindset and and like education and it's not a quick process it's the learning process of how to get to that um, stage of being able to use gentle nutrition in the right way so when you're working with clients it sounds like gentle nutrition is what you mentioned one of the end stages of the of the of your program and then your you t- you say about the mindset set part of it um do you have to kind of like throw out all these diety rules or these ideas with your clients in order to get to the good stuff of feel, finding that balance? Yeah, I think that's exactly right. That's what I find most successful because I would hate for us to jump right into gentle nutrition and start talking about like, okay, let's start adding vegetables to your, to your meal. Like that sounds super simple, of course, but it could turn into another, you know, another diet, like, how do I create the most perfect balanced plate, but with the mindset work of undoing the diet rules and learning how to be flexible, it's more about um, being realistic with your with your diet and knowing that you can have some flexibility and creativity, and um, the the point system and and the plate and all of those, rigid rules kind of go away but it does take time because everybody has a different level of um, you know change needed with their relationship to food and their body image and learning how to 
undo that little die voice in their head, which can be really hard. And sometimes it doesn't always go away, but it's okay to talk back to that little die voice in your head too. That's right. Testimonials from your clients that you would like to share? Um, like client stories yeah, or? Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. Um, let's see. So I actually have a, a past client who reached out to me. Um, we had worked together a year ago and, and it was kind of a, a different transformational time in her life. She's going through college and, um, it was great. We worked through her mindset and, and through the stages with gentle nutrition. Um, but you know, then we, we kind of separated and I heard back from her a couple months later and she was studying abroad and just told me how freeing it was to be able to try foods and go out and explore without the preoccupation with, you know, planning out all of her meals and looking up at um, you know, menus and things in advance, but being able to just be spontaneous and find that joy in food, which is a big part of nutrition and a big part of being healthy um, in your life is finding joy and satisfaction again. So it was really great. Um, I I kind of was feeling really satisfied with that because it was something that I was missing at that age in my life too. I felt like there was such an intense pressure to be like perfect with my eating and perfect with how I looked. And, and now being a dietitian, working with young women to kind of give that reassurance and grant them some peace that you don't have to be perfect and, and fit a certain image with your eating and, and how you look. It's about finding the joy and pleasure in eating and, and enjoying the memories that come along with that. Um, was really powerful. So it was a full circle experience. And then I got to hear about all the fun things that she got to eat and recreate some recipes and got some inspiration for what I want to cook this week. So it was, it was cool. That is so great to hear and probably made the trip so much more enjoyable with letting that off your shoulders and, and really experiencing the culture, the atmosphere, the food as much as possible because that's is a sometimes a once in a lifetime event it is yeah we don't always get to go I mean go overseas go on these big trips and yeah that's such a and that's a lasting part of any trip that you go on that you can bring back with you after like I I remember I went to Greece and years ago and then now I still am recreating those recipes that I tried and it brings me back in time to that place and and it's really cool how food can do that for us if we can kind of lift off some of the stress that we put on ourselves about nutrition. Totally. What are some popular reels or posts that have resonated with your audience? Um, I was actually looking through that and recently, and one of the most popular ones that I've had kind of go viral was a post about, it was around the holidays. I, the, the sense of the real was that you can't tell, you know, someone's intention behind their food choices. And it's really important to limit judgment and withhold judgment on people because you don't know their rationale and where they're at in their journey with food. Um, so the, the idea was that 
at the Thanksgiving table, if somebody's having pie, that could be their healthy choice. And if somebody is choosing to, you know, take a rain check and not eat the pie, that's okay too. That's healthy for them too. Um, because both of those people, you know, may have be at different points with their relationship to food and, and, um, the person not eating the pie might be, you know, perfectly fine, satisfied, not missing out on anything and know that that's kind of what's going to make them feel best. Um, but withholding judgment, because I think when we comment on what people are eating and, um, how much they're eating, that does so much more harm than good. And it's second nature sometimes, but we need to kind of be a little bit more aware of what comments we make about people's eating. And we don't always know what people are going through um, on in private or on their own. Yes. It's great to be have that awareness in there because sometimes that's missing. It's almost um, and it you know automatic that people will say certain things, but time to kind of stop, think what you're saying, know the the instances and who it's who it is affecting with that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, and especially with kids and teenagers and you know people growing up, their minds are still forming about their sense of self and what's, you know, good and right. And it's good to just kind of be supportive and not judgmental (laughs) with anything in life, right? Like that's what that goes beyond food and nutrition. Like we can put that above everything. Right. Um, With your clientele and your audience, um, I'm sure people are coming you with lots of different questions from social media that they've seen on TikTok, the latest uh, trends. Do you have any of those that you would like to share? Um, I definitely have heard a lot of like the food combining type um, stuff. Have you heard about this? No. Okay. I actually, I neglect to, to like re look up where this came from. Because I just don't, in an, in the nicest way possible, I don't think it's very accurate. Um, it's this philosophy on meal timing, like you should only eat, you know, eat your fruits before you eat a starchy carb, or don't eat a carb before you eat, you know, vegetables, and all these rules about timing and which foods you can eat together, and the premise is that there's like implications of for gut health and bloating and all these buzzwords. So, um, yes, I've heard that a lot recently. I don't know if there's like a resurgence with that. Um, I've also seen a lot of just like very low calorie diet. And I, I've seen a lot out there recently. I've, have you heard of the, there's this article that came out with, they interviewed Rebel Wilson, the actress about, um, she was in Pitch Perfect and she, she was talking about her weight loss and kind of said something along the lines of she was only eating around like 900 calories a day and said something to the effect of we don't really need that much food like you'd be surprised that you can operate on less than you think and that I've seen other dietitians you know come out and respond to that that does worry me a lot I mean that is she has a platform and that's a big message to be sharing and a really harmful one that goes right back to the simple 
simple question. The foundation of it all is, are we eating enough? And, and like, how can you trust your body if you're constantly pushing it to its limits of, okay, how, how low can we go and how far can we restrict? That's very dangerous. Uh, Yeah. There's so many actors out there giving their take on it and, it gets a little sticky there, definitely sometimes. Um, with building trust back with with someone's eating habits, why is that important in learning part of gentle nutrition? I think it's really what sets gentle nutrition apart from just any diet, you know, like any a diet plan because the building and trust is your your guide for eating, so to speak. Whereas before, a diet would give you a calorie goal to hit and your macronutrient goals to hit. Or, for example, Noom gives you a list of foods like the red, green, and yellow foods. Um, what else? Like anything, Weight Watchers, there's all these rules. Um, intermittent fasting, you're only allowed to eat within a certain time period. So, The difference is your guide for eating is no longer this external set of rules. It's now you. And that's what's going to carry you the rest of your life. And I think with anybody I work with, my goal for them is like, look, let's get to the bottom of this. You you don't need to look for any diet ever again. Like this is, this should be your, your end all be all that we're trying to create a good sustainable relationship with food and nutrition for the rest of your life. And when you're using yourself as, you know, the internal guide, so to speak, what more do you need? Like we, we, and then I, then I do try to talk about like how we change as we age and it's okay for our bodies to change as well. And your nutrition needs will change as you, you know, age and, and all of that too. But I truly think that when it's, when we're using ourselves as a guide, we don't need to compare or use these external rules to guide our eating. You explained that very well. It was like an aha moment of, of seeing it clear and using just the halo effect of the person, the individual needs, not anything else, not what social media is saying or any of these fluffy rules. It's learning to find oneself uh, in their balance in what's, what's another word for it in like just living. <laughs> and mm-hmm. like you said, that's yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. You're going to be with you for the rest of your life. You know, you don't need to carry around or, you know, a book or, you know, pre plan or weigh anything. Like once we have those, that trust with yourself again, I think that is the epitome of food freedom right there. Yes. Um, where can people find and connect you, connect with you? Um, definitely on Instagram. My handle is at dietitian Kelsey underscore. Um, and then I also, you can find me on TikTok at dietitian Kelsey. Um, and also Twitter if you're on Twitter, but I have to admit I'm not very active on Twitter. So I would say Instagram and TikTok are the best places. Um, to find me and I do love connecting with people on social media. So it's always fun um, to hear and, and meet new people from, you know, across the world. It's the beauty of social media. Right. 
And I see on your link tree you have um, apply to work with you, discovery call, a free meal planning guide, and monthly newsletter, which we will share all the links within the show notes with that too. Oh, thank you. Yes. Thank you so much. Any last takeaways before we close for today? If someone thinks this is a bunch of fluff, yeah, what would you what would you tell them? <laughs> if someone thinks this is a bunch, okay, I I would say if we could boil it down, um, just remember that eating well and taking care of yourself starts with eating enough and learning how to add in more nutrition and in your daily life, and it's not. Um, about the small details, but let's zoom out and look at the big picture of how you're taking care of yourself. And if you need help and you need support, it's there. Um, dietitians and I am ready to help. So um, I hope that, you know, gen- the gentle nutrition message will add to your life instead of restrict. I love hearing that. Well, thank you so much, Kelsey, for all your information here and sharing your story. And uh, we will have all your information in the show notes. And thank you for coming on the show. Thank you, Stacey. It's always great to come back to this topic, especially during the summer, when restriction and those struggles of having certain foods might be an issue and Kelsey's message today was so helpful to get clarity and feel more confident about yourself and the food that you're eating. Be sure to connect with Kelsey and follow her on Instagram at Dietitian Kelsey. I want to thank you so much for spending your time here with us on the Daily Dietitian Podcast.